everyone, and welcome back to the Riverdale Recap Podcast. Today, we will be talking about the sixth episode of Riverdale Season 7, Peep Show. I'm Mary Kwiatkowski, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host who, what's this? Oh no, she's walking up to the window. Oh no, she's (laughs) shaking her head no and walking away. (laughs) It's Kirsten McKinnis. Kirsten, how are you doing? I'm good. I thought you were going to call me like a woman at her sexual prime or whatever oh, that would have been veronica I've, said to betty don't worry i've got that written down we can discuss it later uh i really wish we didn't have to so my main takeaway from this episode that has nothing to do with any of the plot was i feel like we were really teased with the whole stonewall high thing i really thought we were gonna see brett again and that's I all mean, i wanted no brett's gone brett's long gone long dead uh, now we get to see these debate club losers but this was the episode that I think is showing me that we are probably going to get somewhat cameos of almost everyone who's been on Riverdale before because we've got Evelyn Evernever in this episode. We had mentions of and a picture of FP. So we're getting close. I feel like the FP we're, cameo is eminent. We're not seeing. I'm sorry. We're not getting him. Like he's not coming back. He's what if free. He Skypes in. He, he's no. Skypes. He's literally free and he's never coming back. Maybe we'll get a video. No, we won't. Footage. We're we're not gonna see him. I, I just, I want you to understand and have your expectations at an appropriate level. The show hey, is not gonna I, do something that makes us happy. I saw a picture and that was good enough. Your bar, the bar is so low for you. Again, once again, I'm begging my friend Mary to love herself more. Mm, can't, can't love myself more. Uh, I need to learn to love myself before I can learn to hate Riverdale. Oh so, my god, then let's work on it together in therapy. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, this is, look, I'm just gonna say this up front. I'm super super tired it's late oh who knows what this podcast is gonna be so it's gonna be probably short let's set those expectations i love that for both of us let's do it um let's speed run it how fast can we get through it (laughs) probably really fast um i feel like i don't know if you watched the promo probably not because no. imagine Kirsten seeking out bonus Riverdale. I content. someone literally added us the promo for this episode, and I said I'm not watching that. Uh, you know there was a time when you were making Riverdale TikToks. Well, yeah, because people will watch the views if you give them a little quick. Here's what's going on on Riverdale. Have you made any for this season so far? No, because it's boring. No one cares. That is accurate. Um, <laughs> so the promo made it seem like this episode was going to be a completely different episode than it was. Promo made it seem like this basically the last 30 seconds of this episode was the entire episode. That's what they did. The promo showed us the part where Archie is standing by his locker saying, yeah. no, I'm really excited, Betty. And then the part at the window with the striptease. And that was it. And so I wish that it, we had never seen it, let alone in the promo. Because the rest of this episode was so disjointed, made no sense, is once again, I like, just look, here's the thing. If you're going to put Jughead in his own plot lines completely by himself, just cut him out of the show. Because he's not a part of the show. None of what he's doing matters no he's not he's not even in this universe he's not even friends with any of the main characters no they don't even know him they're like so what is the point what is the point of having him on this season very curious so let's talk about jughead um let's get this out of the way so in comics continued jughead is reading a comic book and he's like wait a second i recognize this i've read this before it's short stories by brad rayberry very clear close but no cigar on Ray Bradbury. Yeah, not gonna lie. I was like, I can tell that this is a close but no cigar, but it took me a while. I started searching Chad Mayberry. 
<laughs> oh my God, Mary. And the thing is, it wasn't until I said Brad Rayberry out loud that I was like, wait, now I know what it is. But just seeing it didn't help. Isn't it called like the, is the, they're like an, an award for books called the Bradbury Award? I think so. Like like the name definitely was super familiar well, he once wrote, I thought about it for the, two It's seconds. the guy who wrote Fahrenheit 451. Oh, but does he also write short stories? I mean, he wrote Hold a on. lot of stuff. Let me look real quick. And oh. yes, it is the Ray Bradbury Award. It was begun in 1992. Okay. And they're going to talk in this show about the November County, mm-hmm. which is a close with no cigar for the October Country by Ray Bradbury. Mm-hmm. October Country, 1955 collection of 19 macabre short stories. So there we go. Perfect. Which apparently have all been getting, have all been plagiarized by the pep comics because it's like, I don't understand what the purpose of the first episode was because I really did think that this season was at the very least going to be like writing some wrongs. No, trying to bring they everyone will never close to write justice. their, stop it. They're, they will never write their wrongs. They belong in prison. I thought that like, but I no. meant like literally when Tabitha's like, something about bending towards justice or whatever she said. I thought that that was what we were going to be doing. But instead, no, instead we're doing just, like, nothing. Actively working for a plagiarist. So whatever. He goes to Ray Bradbury. Other way around. Whatever. He, I'm just going to say that. Sure. He goes to him and he's like, hey, you should sue the comic book store I work for or the comic book company. They've ripped off like eight of your stories. Meanwhile, his own comic book, the one from the previous episode, Homeroom of Horrors, is printed with his name on it it's gonna have bad times brad rayberry comes to pep comics and is like we're gonna give you two dollars adaptation fee and also we're gonna put your name on all the future reprints and um brad rayberry is played by sandy cohen from the oc that's who it was oh my god i was like staring at him i could not figure (sighs) out who he was Ah, wait, you haven't even watched The O.C. Yes, I have. Oh, never mind. That's someone else. No, you haven't watched One Tree Hill. That's what it is. Yeah, that's correct. Excuse me. In my mind, those are the same thing. I mean, they're not. They're very different, but I watched them at the same time in my life, and they both have O in the title. I don't know. Okay, well, good for you. I love The O.C. The O.C. is such good trash content. I mean, like, in the best way. Like, it's great. Like, it's almost a soap opera. It has. No, it is fully a soap opera. Okay, good. Um, Glad that it's viewed that way. But, and it's fine. I, look, it's great. And it's an all-time great theme song, though. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's good. Um, and then for absolutely no reason, except potentially a future mention of Skeet, we get uh, Brad Rayberry being like, oh, I bet you're a good writer, my boy. Do you write anything else? And he's like, actually, yeah, I write short stories. And he's like, you should write a short story about your dad well, no, who he's moved like, away. Oh, does your da- is your dad okay with you writing? Because my dad certainly wasn't. And he's like, oh, I don't know where my dad is. He might live in Toledo. There was a robbery here and he was the main suspect, so he skipped town. So I guess that's okay. It's look, I like that they put this in because at least I'm like, we understand why his dad's not here. Because just, it made no sense that he, he was just be a teenager in living alone. Too. Like, what what are you doing? In the 50s, could children just live alone? Like I mean, they said his 16, dad skipped town like, a few years ago. And if he's supposed to be like so I mean, he as been, like, like a, a teenager, I'm certain you could because I feel like this is the same time where like a four-year-old would go missing and 
the police would be like, oh, they just ran away from home. It's, they're making it on their own. It's like that. I'm sorry. What? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, ben Button and Delton Doily like Jughead's comics. Jughead writes a book in uh, presumably one night. I mean, he writes a Brad short Rayberry. story, not like That's a right. whole book. Um, he finds an original manuscript for a story called The Juniper Journals. Now, I have not looked that one up to see if yeah. that one's a close but no he, scar. He starts snooping instantly because Jughead has no boundaries and he steals it, it to like, read. And this is where I'm confused because I'm like, this sorry i just looked up a picture of ray bradbury and actually sandy cohen does a pretty good job trying to look like him (laughs) (laughs) like he's a lot more attractive so it's fine but um anyway uh so what is sandy cohen's name what is that actor's name oh i definitely know it but i also only think of him as sandy cohen (laughs) Sandy Cohen. Peter Gallagher. On, thank you. He was also on Grey's Anatomy um, this season, season 19. He's a lot of stuff. Yeah, I feel he's like a, he's a working actor. Wasn't he Wasn't he in Friends? Mm, hmm. Maybe. I don't um, know. Not as like a main person, but maybe. I felt like maybe he was like someone's parent in Friends. No, at the like, time that Friends was on, oh, I don't no. think he would have been he a parent. Been too he would have been one of the friends. Hmm. I don't know. Why did I think he was in Friends? Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe you're thinking of... um. Who am I thinking of? Oh, what's Monica's boyfriend with the big muscle? Stash named Richard. Maybe you're thinking about Richard. Who was the person? Didn't Monica also date like one of her dad's friends? Who was that? I'm sorry. You are asking me things that I have never even thought oh, about. Oh, this is this is totally a thing. She dates like an attractive older man. Yeah, Richard. Oh, maybe that's who I'm thinking of. Who was that? What actor was that? Um, oh, Joni. <sighs> you can't ask me questions like that and then get <laughs> mad when I say something. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's ridiculous. Oh, Tom Selleck. You're thinking about Tom Selleck. I'm thinking of Tom Selleck. Never mind. Different person. (laughs) Different iconic facial hair. Okay. So basically, I don't think that Peter Gallagher was in Friends, and I'm not sure why I thought that. You know, and Richard is the one that was friends with her parents. Oh, he was in in How I Met Your Mother as a professor who might, I don't know, maybe he dated someone in that show. I just think that we're a long way off from Friends. I mean, we are, but like, I'm having more fun looking this up. Okay, sorry. Back to what I was doing. You talk about, explain to me while I'm Googling this thing, explain to me why Jughead thought stealing this was a good idea. Like, I thought this was going to be a mystery plot. Like, oh, turns out Ray Bradbury's plagiarizing. How am I supposed to make sense of this? It's so dumb. Jughead's like, oh, a new book by my favorite author. I'm going to take it and read it. So he takes it and he reads it all night and he loves it so much. And then instead of like quietly returning it to its place and never speaking of it again, which is the only way you can get away with a crime like this. He goes to Brad Rayberry and is like, I love this manuscript. You need to get it published. I'll help you get it published. Which like, how are you going to help he gonna help? Stop it. And Brad like th- breaks a glass and is like, you're a worse, th- you're just like pep comics. You're a thief like them. Get out of here. And so Jughead thought the solution to stealing from him was to steal from him. So I can't make, I, how am I supposed to make sense of that? It's stupid. I'm seeing nothing that looks like the Juniper Journals. It's mm. it's fine. It, it's probably something and the listeners can tell us. They can tell us. Okay. Anyway, they're usually really good about telling me all of the close window cigars. So I really appreciate that. Okay. And um, let's see. That's pretty much it. Dilton Doily at school gets uh, the homeroom of horrors confiscated from him. Mm-hmm. And, and then it gets taken straight Mr. Worthers to Mr. Worthers. He's like probably going to yell at Jughead or kick yeah, him out of school. Maybe, who knows? maybe who cares? he'll go to jail. I don't know. Maybe he'll go to Toledo. 
Oh, if only. Free him. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's talk about... Oh, I don't have a clever title for this one. The Water Boy. Uh, oh so Frank has come to town, and I forgot he came to town because it was two episodes ago, and then we had an intermediary episode that took all of the climactic moments from the previous two episodes out because there that's There were no the climactic well, moments. Well, there was like... Stop it. Enough. I, th- seriously. But like, we've completely skated over the like, I guess that the Andrews and the Blossoms have realized that Archie and Cheryl never had sex because they're no longer pushing for marriage. So like, we don't know what's going on here. But I I guess that happened. So Frank's been here for for a while and he's concerned about Archie. Uh, His dad before, Archie's dad before he went to war told him that he needs to take care of his mom, be the man of the house. And so Frank's going to whip him into shape or something. Frank is being weird. This whole episode is like, oh, weird Uncle Frank acting weird. Basically, he's like, you're going to get some better grades. And also, you're going to apologize to the principal and tell him you're going to get better grades. And also, I am now the coach of the basketball team. And you're going to play basketball. And if you don't want to play basketball, you're going to be the water boy. And Archie's like, I'm sorry. I thought you just told me to get my grades up. I don't have time to play basketball. Yeah. And then, but then he's like, well, if you don't have time to play, then you'll be the water boy. And I'm just like, well, Archie, why wouldn't you at that point be like, no, I'll be on the team. Surely being on the team is better than being the water boy. That's what I thought at first, because I thought that this was like actually about him just like not wanting to play like to take up his time well yeah no it, it does have it makes there's sense more the to it than that but also like i wouldn't want to be the water boy and watching ever i just wouldn't go i'd be like yes. screw you uncle frank you're not my real dad why didn't you go to war are you a draft dodger what's the situation here mm, fair and then frank takes archie's car away until he gets his grade back up and then archie is cleaning up the court after basketball practice like yeah, why is he what mopping the, that's what is the water boy does i guess um and then Frank's like, oh, also, I got you a job at Pops. You're going to be pumping gas now, too. So I'm sorry. He has to be the water boy and clean up the gym and pump gas and get his grades up. Okay, well, this doesn't seem unrealistic at all. Yeah. And, um, yep. And then, and of course, pumping gas gives him time to uh, watch Betty from afar while she's on a date. We'll get to that later. And then also Julian is, like, taunting him, like, hey, grease monkey, fill up my tank of hey, gas. Hey, there was a, a smudge on my windshield and he's like okay well like bring it back tomorrow julian's like well go to the cafeteria and get me a soda now and archie's like get it yourself like leave me alone and then they get into a fight and then frank is like i'll take care of this and mrs andrews is like get out here frank i got this i'm his mom mom's gonna deal with it yeah this is mom business now (laughs) we already know that archie and his mom have like a close relationship from that time when he was like mom do you want to dance instead of veronica that was not a close relationship stop it I don't mean it like that. I just meant like. Well, no, I didn't think you meant it like that. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Jeez Louise. Yeah. So uh, then let's see. Mary asks Archie what's going on with him. And she's like, I thought you loved basketball. And he's like, I did. That's the thing, though. It was like me and my dad did it. And now every time I go into a gym or pick up a ball, I feel sad. Or no, he says, I feel like I have an anvil on my chest. I think is what yeah, he says. Yeah, it feels like he has a heavy feeling in his chest. He misses his dad because he's a guy with a dead dad. And that 
sucks that that has to be part of his identity so young. And he also worries that if he isn't good enough at playing, that he's going to tarnish his father's memory because I guess his father holds some sort of record. Um, oh, that's the other thing. They get in the fight because Julian's like, well, I'm saving my energy because I'm going to go break your dad's record. Like, ha Yeah, which is just really Weirdo. He's a weirdo. Weirdo Julian vibes. does not understand, like, dead parents. Like, I, I, I have never once understood why in all of these, like, movies and TV shows, they're like, oh, yeah, let's pick on the person for having a dead parent. Like, what? That's not. It's high know. school. It's survival of the fittest. Like, people are going to use whatever they can use. It doesn't mean it's not messed up. Super messed up. Anyway. Um, and then I don't know about this. Like, I kind of feel like Mrs. Andrews should have just been like, okay, well, you don't need to play basketball. I mean, I guess her point was like, I want to let you know that you don't need to not play basketball. Yeah. But also, what if he just doesn't want to play? I think he does want to play, though. He's just worried about disappointing, like, his father's memory. And she's like, what if you wear his number? Like, I, he would love that. Do you so, guys just pick your number on a team? In high really school, I think. Okay. We always got to pick know. our number when I played sport, but I didn't really play sports past middle school, so. I didn't have, yeah, I, I I only played, I feel played field hockey in middle school and we did get to pick our numbers for that, but it was kind of first come first serve. So yeah, it's like definitely first come first serve. Slide in real quick. So like a couple of times I got the number I wanted, a couple of times I didn't, but, um, and then I never played a sport with a number in high school. So yeah, I don't really know too. how that works. Uh, listen, oh, teenage athletes, please write us and let us know. <laughs> let us know. Uh, then at the end, Archie shows up to basketball and he's all jazzed because he's got it's a hot so date that night. funny. And Julian's like, well, you don't get to just be on the team and Archie just like sinks one three-pointer and is like well now I'm on the team like okay well I actually think you need more than that to be good at basketball but like did the did the other people have tryouts like, I'm assuming that they I think they did have tryouts because um Frank was like we have tryouts tomorrow oh okay I think all right cool but honestly maybe not I don't I'm so glad that we're already done with half this episode okay if the- only we were done with all of them <laughs> This will be quick. We're on, we look. We took a five to ten minute break talking about Sandy Cohen, so I think we're okay. That's true. Um. All right. Getting her sexy back. Mm, no. Betty is ogling Archie. She's like creeping on him through his window. It's weird and uncomfortable and highly inappropriate. Did you ever live somewhere where you had a window like across from someone else's window where you could have seen into someone else's window? No, nothing that close. Like definitely like I've faced windows before, but they've all been like more far away. Or if the my window was close to a wall, it's like there's not a window on that wall. Yeah, I think the closest I had was in college. I lived in a townhouse where there was like sort of an outdoor stair well mm. and then across from that was someone else's window but I never got to because my apartment was the one facing the stairwell I just had my blinds closed the entire time I lived there because yeah. it would be weird otherwise I'm just looking out onto the stairwell yeah but that's a, probably the closest in terms of like windows close by um that makes sense. all right so Betty's talking with Veronica also I, I do have to say in this episode I do love it, it's been in some past ones too I love the look of the like women's gym clothes yeah it is cute like the little like the high-waisted shorts and the it doesn't look very comfortable for doing gym class um well but and it's then, not about comfort it's about aesthetics yes and then also i do like the cheerleading uniforms with the uh, turtleneck sweaters i do like Those that a lot but i mostly i like how tony wears it the best oh did she wear it different i didn't notice hers was she, hers was she had like a different shirt that was like tied up it was like sexier oh i'll have to go back and look at that no you don't have to go back and look at that <laughs> i'll google a screenshot um okay. betty yeah is chatting with veronica um she's like so what's sex like and veronica has to let her know actually i'm a yeah, virgin she's I'm literally in the middle of a public space is like what does sex feel like yeah <laughs> 
like I like read about it, but like I don't really get it. And Veronica's, Veronica's like, well, like, I never did it. And she's like, but you're so sexy. Veronica's like, you could be sexy without doing sex. Yeah. And then she's like, well, how do I how do I like hold myself like you do? How do I have that confidence? And Veronica tells her that she could use perfume or wear high heels or wear lingerie. And then for whatever reason, that's the one we land on. Well, yeah, I to, listen. Like, for starting. I, I think she's trying to do all of it, maybe. I don't know. But so then we go to Veronica's apartment and Betty comes out wearing like not just like, you know, like a cute bra and panty situation, but like a full on like corset, like everything, which is like a lot for a teenager. It's a lot for a teenager. It like so there is a difference between being like, I feel more confident because I know that I'm wearing some like cute underwear. There's a difference between that and then like wearing clothes that I mean, I don't really understand 50s fashions, but like what she was wearing there would have been difficult to wear under school clothing. No, because some clothes, some underwear is not meant for daily use, but is meant like to be taken off in a specific moment. And she is wearing like the sex underwear, not the like sexy but wear everyday underwear. But then later Veronica's like, are you wearing the lace panties to school? So I'm guessing she also gave her some like other stuff to wear. I don't know. I don't. Well, but here's the thing. She better have because she goes, you have to wear it every day so that you become comfortable in it. I'm like, "Uh, I hope you gave her more than one pair because that's nasty. Yeah. Very confusing. So anyway, um, and then she makes Betty chant the um the motto of uh sexy powerful women. Do you wanna do you wanna read it? Um I'm gonna read it, but I'm not gonna read it in a sexy way. Dang it. <laughs> um so she has to say, I am a gorgeous, powerful, sexy siren at the height of my womanly powers, and may God have mercy on the boys of Riverdale High. Stop. May God your have hands mercy on, on their souls. <laughs> Uh, yeah um you know what i had to read the chant to the gargoyle king so all those many moons ago um yeah i have forgotten what that is already on purpose i don't remember i want to say it was something like starlight star bright on the gargoyle king i do we do, wish i tonight? don't think that was it <laughs> um but nice that's funny that's very funny you weirdo uh, uh- <laughs> Um, yeah, so Betty doesn't wear the lingerie to school and Veronica's like, you know what? We need to find you a man who can appreciate you because Kevin didn't. And then Betty's like, I like Archie. And um, Betty immediately goes to ask Archie the movies. And he's like, oh my gosh, I'd love to. That'd be so swell. Except I can't. Well, then why did you like get her hopes up like that? Jeez. Yeah, I. It's I. he like definitely wants to go out with her. Everyone has been telling him to go out with her like in the last little while. Um, and he's like, ah, oh, but shucks, I'm not allowed to go out because my uncle is being very controlling. But, like, in a couple of weeks, I'd love to take you out to the movies if I'm allowed. And Betty's like, oh, well, at least he came up with an excuse to be nice. Yeah, no, it was pretty obvious that he liked her. Um, now, I liked the phrase he used here. I had to look it up. Have you ever heard of someone saying, he's got me on a trip for biscuits? Um, no, because I was born in 1992, Mary. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's basically like he got got him on a, like a like a ridiculous errand. Um, all right, he says that yeah, he hopes he can go out with her. Betty cries to Veronica, and Veronica's like, "Well, let's go get some good time, boys, and go on a, di- a double date. Let's go to the all boys private school down the lane." What? Listen. So in the future, Stonewall Prep moves farther away, where you have to get there by train and an ice I storm. Mean, maybe they just down the lane meant a different distance in the 50s yeah it meant very far it could <laughs> it meant I don't know. 50 miles away uh betty and veronica go to pops with two random 
Stonewall prep guys who nerds on the debate fine. team, losers. <laughs> I was I was just so let down because I just really wanted to see Brett again. I this would have been our chance to have fake Bretty. Yeah, if we had finally had Brett and Betty together, that would have been something very meaningful for me personally. But unfortunately, it was not to be. Yeah, R.I.P. They probably didn't even think of that because the creators of the show are dumb. Okay, they, but they brought Evelyn back, so I'm still confused. Um, all right. So, oh, we do get a weird factoid here where apparently the TV station that Betty's parents run has a dance like competition show. Yeah, they have it's band it's American Band Camp, but Riverdale Band Camp. So it, that's like okay, I don't know what American Band Camp hey, is, but is have that you, the same? Did you watch Hairspray? I was gonna say, is that like it's Hairspray? That TV that was, show. Okay, that was my only like reference point. There was Wait. also a um ABC teen drama about that show that um oh what's her name was the star in. Did they call it in the show Riverdale Band Camp? Like, I did think they, ju- they did. So is that a close but no cigar? I don't know if I need to count. I don't it. think it's actually called Band Camp. I think I have it wrong. I I think I have it wrong. Let me let me find that. Let me fact check my own self. Um. Oh, it had Brittany Brittany Murphy. No. Yeah, Brittany Murphy was the star, and so I can find it from her IMDb. No, not Brittany Murphy. That's Brittany Murphy's dead. It was a different Brittany Snow. Brittany Snow. Brittany Snow. Brittany Snow, Snow was, was the one from Pitch. Yeah, Perfect? she was in Pitch Perfect, but she was in. It was a TV show. Is it called American Dream? I mean, I'm sorry. I'm I'm deep down the rabbit hole now. Look, that's this is this is what the episode is. I'm okay with that. Um, Band Stand. Band Stand is what it was called. It was called Riverdale Band Stand. Okay, so is that a close but no cigar then? Yeah, for American Bandstand. Okay. Riverdale and so the show is called American Dreams. It aired from 2002 to 2005. And it's about a family in Philadelphia in the 60s um, about Brittany Stowe who dances on the show. Dick Clark's American Bandstand. Cute. Oh, I'm so glad I got that. I can't believe I was thinking Br- I was thinking Brittany Murphy because I've been watching King of the Hill and Brittany Murphy voices um, Luann on King of the Hill. I just want to explain that thought process to people. Well, also, you know, her name is Brittany. It's understandable. Well, yeah, but also, like, I feel like Bernie Stone and Bernie Murphy are both very iconic in different ways, so. They are. I they feel are. bad, but. Um, so that was an interesting thing. Betty's like, well, it's a lot of work to dance for three hours after school every day. Like, I can't imagine. Yeah. Well, it's weird. It's like either I feel like Alice would have insisted that she did it or that Alice would have been like, no, of course you don't have time to do this. Yeah. Tr- truly, who could possibly know? It's one or the other. So Betty says that she has no butterflies with Willie, who apparently was that guy she went out with. Yeah, he was my heart is still on Archie. So then this just gets in the weirdest direction. Veronica's like, well, why don't you have late night phone calls with him? And Betty's like, well, he doesn't have a phone in his room because I can see into his room. And Veronica's like, well, now hang on. I need to see this too. Yeah, Veronica's like, wait a second. You can see into his room? Have you ever seen him naked? Can I see him naked? So, which is so weird to be like, hey, the boy you like, can I also come take a look? Hey, can we go sit in your window and watch your neighbor be naked together? It's not normal. No, it's there are so many. So but many. it's it's fine. So they go and they're at Betty's house and they're peeping through the window and Archie is in his towel and looking his body's looking good and they're watching his and then, bulging muscles. Stop, no, take that back right now. And so they they get noticed and they like dive to the ground and Archie closes his curtains and they're both extremely embarrassed. But they go to school and they're like, he's gonna be embarrassed too. Like he's not gonna say anything to us. We can all just like move on as if 
had never happened. And Archie comes up to them right then and is like, can I talk to Betty alone? And it's like, dun, 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 what's gonna happen? Uh, And Archie is like, I saw you guys looking at me last night and I actually liked it. But like, what if we both were in our bedrooms at the same time tomorrow night and like we could look at each other through the window? And Betty's like, hell yeah, I have something special to wear. And Archie's like, oh, I am so excited. So... That's what happened. Mm. Here's the thing. Is it unrealistic? Mm, pro- probably. I don't know I what feel teens like, were doing in the 50s. I feel like I have, like, it's not, I wouldn't say that was super unrealistic. I feel like the only part that was unrealistic was the fact that, like, I guess Archie knows Betty likes him, but it is, a, it's, it's like, surprisingly forward from gentlemanly Archie to go up to Betty and be like, hey, I want to see you, you know? Like, that was the only part that I was like, hmm. But, like, if Betty had been... Yeah, but he's a teenage boy. He is H-word as hell. Oh, no, I get that part. And, like, in high school, I feel like there were people that I knew that I was friends with who I had, uh, let's just say, text-based conversations that I would not have felt comfortable, like, saying to them in person. And they 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 wouldn't either. Like, we basically only had a text-based relationship because mm-hmm. it's high school. Um, So I guess that's, like, similar. It's, like, we never would have, like, gone up to each other in person though and said it so that was the only thing that i was yeah but how are they gonna do it it's the 50s they don't have cell phones i don't know write notes i have no idea you want written evidence of like i won't see you naked anyway it's what they're working with what they've got so it's fine um and then we have a extremely slow way too drawn out strip tease and then so weird and betty has put on like the whole like shebang that veronica gave her and then of course they both get caught at the exact same time which i think is the least realistic part of all of this Uh, like i don't feel like they needed to both get caught like if just betty got caught or just archie got caught that would have been fine because then they would just talk to the neighbors next door and the parents next door anyways right that yes and also they both just like barged in like neither of them knocked like parents parents don't knock especially in the 50s well the only thing i could think of was that somehow they maybe they were like outside smoking a cigarette together and and they they looked up and saw like a striptease happening and they like ran up I don't but know. it wasn't even like, Archie, buddy, what are you doing in there? Instead, it was like, he just barged in. I don't know. It was whatever. They needed to end it. I did die laughing, though, at that part, because I was like, where is this going? This is like going to turn le- Hal into a serial killer for sure, if he wasn't already. He's going to try to kill Betty now. This is like, I don't She's know. She's a sinner. Ew. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. Choney's back, baby. And yeah. And yet, here's the thing. Choney's back. And it's sad because they're like, it's illegal and there's going to be sad consequences. Like she already went, like Cheryl already went to the Sisters of Quiet Mercy in like the 2010s. What do you think's going to happen to her in the 50s? She's going to get like electroshock therapy and stuff. Like it sucks. Like I can't even be happy for them because I'm like, oh, you're going to face horrible consequences. Cool. Remember how Ethel Muggs is just at the Sisters of Quiet mercy by herself and jughead doesn't care anymore at well, all i mean but alice said that they don't actually experiment on people so no need to be concerned now he can worry about manuscripts mm. so this episode is just all women having conversations in locker rooms so cheryl gives antoinette the cost of pepper back okay she doesn't actually do that in the locker room there's future conversations in locker rooms yeah. and she's like i liked the cover to voluptuous feminine forms in close proximity to a each other and tony's like okay 
Do you want to go talk about it at the dark room? And Cheryl's like, mm, I would, but I'm really busy restarting the Vixens. Why is she restart? Like, why did they stop? Wait, I, I don't know. Basketball I, don't know. I think it was because of the war. They weren't doing any school spirit no. because of the war. Gotcha. Um, so then they go to cheer practice where Tony shows up to try out and Evelyn's there. What? What? I didn't even notice that it was this her. Remember in season one where people like Betty and Veronica were also on the cheer squad because they liked to have our characters in the same plot? I didn't. I, it's fine. We live in a different universe now. So Tony does her routine and Cheryl like, I don't know, blacks out and just transfixed on the booty swing and just like, wow, it's amazing. I mean, it was, it was like, it seemed like if you weren't in Cheryl's mind, it was a pretty basic like, go Riverdale, go kind of thing. Yeah. We've got spirit. We've got pep because we're the town with pep. Riverdale High, something like that. Evelyn can't read the room and is like, mm, maybe we shouldn't put Tony on the team. And Cheryl's like, shut up, Evelyn. And then Evelyn's like, Cheryl, I think that I would be uncomfortable with her being on the team because everyone knows that she's a lesbian. Well, she calls her a lezzy. Yeah, I didn't like that. I didn't care for it. Um, and then Cheryl is really not helping the situation by being like, how dare you spread that disgusting rumor around? Like, what if she was just like, uh, that's not really any of our business and has well, nothing to do with cheerleading. Because it is illegal. She's worried about Tony. And so she's like, that's not true. Leave Tony alone. And then she says something that I really hope to incorporate into my vocabulary. Put an egg in your shoe and beat it. <laughs> I don't think you should do that. Why? Why is it putting it in your shoe? What about like, make like an egg and scramble wait no no get What's out the one it's like make like a something and scram right make like a banana and split yeah i had a shirt that said that make yeah yeah i didn't know make what it like meant. a tree and leaf oh that's a good one too anyway um, put an egg in your shoe beat it I've had a lizzo who's a character i guess this would have been so much more fun if it was just peaches and cream but yeah you're right, you're right. i digress lizzo asks tony why she joined the team and tony is like it means a lot to be the first black cheerleader at Riverdale High. And we have no idea if this is legitimate for Tony or not. I mean, and I'm guessing it's Yeah, Lizzo's like, like yeah, we there. know you're chasing that redheaded closet case. And it's like, oh, I also don't like that. Yep. Um, so unclear exactly what Tony's motives are. I mean, like, no, I think she like she likes Cheryl and she wants to be there, but like I don't does she also want to be a cheerleader? I confusing. I'm not sure. I, I think she just wants to be with Cheryl. Because okay. she like asks Cheryl out and Cheryl's like, Oh, I'm too busy but being a cheerleader. So she's like, Okay, well I'll also I'll be, be a cheerleader and then we'll spend time together. Yeah. So Evelyn snoops in Tony's locker and finds the book. Mm-hmm. Wow, it's really good that she didn't do that when Cheryl had it, I guess. I mean, also, like, why don't they lock their lockers? Kind of surprised this wasn't, like, a banned book. But I guess, I mean, it, it probably was a banned book. But Tony, I guess, was in the shower, so it makes sense that maybe she didn't lock up because she was just quickly rinsing off. There are also massive lockers in the bathroom. I don't know if you noticed that. They're, like, you could fit, like, four people in one of those. Anyway. Maybe they do. <laughs> maybe they do. Uh, And Tony catches her and she's like ah, I knew you were into girls actually I think she says gaga for girls but like yeah like, they lo- they're all about the g words in this season of Riverdale the- which is why they keep saying ginchy it's like they realized that was like slang one time and they're like we will make it every other word that is said not only that but Tony in this episode alone I think says can you dig it like three separate times well can you dig it can you <laughs> I don't know I don't know if I can dig it can you dig 
like it? No. I don't know. I cannot. Um, and Tony's upset that Cheryl basically tried to protect her and also spoke for her and she's like, you defined me and I don't need to be put in a box. I'm not ashamed of what I am or what I want. I'm tired of wasting my time with you. I'm getting off this train. And then Cheryl's like, actually, okay, I'm attracted to girls and I think I'm attracted to you. She's like, do you think or you know? And she's like, I know. And I actually liked this moment. I thought it was really cute. And I was glad that I feel like if this was modern day Riverdale, what would have happened in this scene is like as Tony's walking away being like, I'm getting off this train, Cheryl would have just like run up to her and kissed her. Yeah. And I'm glad that instead we had the like actual discussion, the like revelation of her feelings and saying it. I liked that. That was that was nicer. It was sweeter, but you're right. It is like also like tinged with this kind of like It's just sad. sad it's just sad. Um, Tony tells Cheryl about Kevin and Clay. Kind of feel like she shouldn't have added them, but that's okay. Um, Cheryl tells Tony about her aunt Carol. Yeah. Who was close with her sister, her mom, I guess, Penelope. Penelope and Carol. Hmm. Anyway. And then they had a big fight. So yeah, her aunt Carol moved away and Cheryl realized shortly after that she was like her aunt Carol. And then Tony says, uh, that she likes both boys and girls and knew that ever since she was younger. And when she was 13, she got kicked out of her house for necking with a girl and then she moved in with her grandmother who I guess supports her. Interesting that it's her grandmother in this time period and not her grandfather because it was her grandfather in yeah. Riverdale proper. Things have changed. Um, it's a different universe. Yeah. Uh, and then Cheryl says she's ready for something other than playing a part because that's what she was doing with Archie. And she puts Tony at the top of the pyramid and tells Evelyn she can quit if she doesn't like her leadership but Evelyn doesn't quit. And then Tony tells Cheryl it was awesome how she put Evelyn in her place and they kiss. And that's the end of the episode. We did it. We did it. Look at us. Peep show. I mean, obviously it means peep show, but also it's British TV series from, I don't know, there's several different versions of it, but yeah. it's uh, probably about peeping. I have no idea what it's about. It's peep show follows the peeping. lives of Mark and Jeremy, two very different dysfunctional best friends who share a flat in Croydon, South London. Mark is socially awkward and a loan manager, while Jeremy is a childish slacker and unemployed musician who lives in Mark's spare room. Mm -hmm. What is, so far, none of this has to do with peeping. It's, I'm sure there's peeping at some point. Anyway, there's probably peeping at some point in the show. And it, there's also probably lots of other entities called Peep Show. But that's the one that we've got. Oh, apparently Jeremy goes by Jez. Ooh, I don't, I don't like that. Anyway, okay. So that's that. Um, like we mentioned before, there were three Close but no Cigars, potentially more if Juniper's Journals is anything. Brad Rayberry for Ray Bradbury. November county for the october country and riverdale bandstand for the american bandstand who was the most normal person of the week oh um hmm hal normal. cooper for being a murderer no he caught his daughter doing something really weird and said what are you doing what's going on here <laughs> actually maybe mary andrews because she took a little bit of control back over her family and like had a heartwarming moment with her son about her dead spouse I'm trying to think of anyone else hmm. you know we gave most normal person of the week to fangs a few weeks ago and then we have not seen him since pretty yeah, he's, much. he gone but he's off trying to become a rock star well he's trying to become respectable so that he can propose to his pregnant girlfriend i just think it's so wild that they're like respectable or famous <laughs> i don't know what was going on in people's minds in the 50s maybe it's realistic all right let's go with mary andrews because she had slightly more content than hal cooper yeah it was more normal because at least i mean how could have knocked i'm sure that they don't even have locks on that bedroom certainly not i mean did you ever have a lock on your bedroom door 
think so. I never did. Actually, you're making me wonder. I don't. I thought I did. I mean, maybe, maybe you did. Not. I don't know. I never did. I I don't remember ever locking it. Well, yeah, because so, why would you? You didn't have anything to hide. Maybe I didn't have a lock on my door. Oh my god. I have no idea. I know that when I went to college, my mom uh, gave me this. Actually, it was my sister's, and she gave it to me. This um, doorknob like has like a. I think it was like a key lock, so I could also lock it from the outside with a key. So that, like, when I would leave, mm. so that nobody could break into my room. Yeah, when I, I lived honestly in dorms, don't think the I bedrooms had a key. But well, sorry, in the dorms, yes. This was a, when I lived in my apartment with my roommates. Mm. So I guess it was like more preventative against. I think the idea was like if my roommates had other people over and I like wasn't there, like went home for the summer or something like that, that I could like lock my. Well, I mean, whatever. I don't. I don't remember ever locking it though. I do remember accidentally stepping on the doorknob in a plastic bag at one point years later when I was moving and it really hurt well that's your fault for keeping that for years because you didn't need that for years i think i probably still have it like i think i just have that doorknob somewhere and for what Jeez, Louise. I think, I think when I lived with a random roommate a couple years ago, I put it back on my door. Oh I still had this lockable doorknob. God. I don't know. I don't know. That would be good to know, though, because I, I have, I replaced, like, all the doorknobs in my house. You could use uh, that doorknob on an extra room and then Airbnb that room out to people. That's true. I could. But then you'd have to also put locks on all of your doors that you could keep them out of places. Yeah. Mm. I don't recommend it. We'll see. Anyway. Okay, cool. Well, that was an episode. Good for us. I hope everyone liked all of the IMDb that we did in this episode because there was a lot of it yes there was yeah that's all thanks for joining us we'll be back next time for episode seven until then you can follow kowski cast online everywhere at kowski cast that's cow with a k or at kowskicast.com i did fix the uh spotify which was not updating so that is now updating if you listened on spotify so sorry they're all there now um if i will say it once again if for some reason you have found this episode but you typically listen to it on the river only feed the Riverdale only feed I'm working on however it is possible that it will just never update again so revert back to this one um we'll see all right Kirsten what have you got going on um this past week I was on the 90 day fiance wrap up with Puya over mm-hmm. on Rob has a podcast and myself and Sasha Joseph were on Rob and Akiva need a podcast also on Rob has a podcast um the what was the topic for that one um it was called into the habit hole and people sent in weird habits of people they know and we decided if the people should be in jail or not for having those habits it was very it was very very fun highly recommend um as well the bridgerton spin-off queen charlotte is now on netflix and so um we are recapping that on the bridgerton feed uh, over on postshowrecaps.com slash binge and the first one should be out when this one's out if not the first two uh and it's really fun better than the other bridgerton seasons for sure really it's definitely the best bridgerton content we've got are there any other people from bridgerton besides queen charlotte Mm -hmm. yeah lady danbury's there violet bridgerton is there and it goes between past and present so i'm sure we'll see a lot more of like the current bridgerton people it's really good um do i need to know any kind of context going in or can i just watch it Mm, i don't think so and you can just text me if you have any questions and i will clarify for you perfect um but yeah that's really fun so recapped that as well and uh next week i'll be on the tuesday big brother canada recap i think mary also might be on that same one yes and it'll be super fun and follow me everywhere at kirsten said what 
palette, including twitch.tv slash Kirsten Sublight. Oh, and Mess Magnets. Oh my god, I can't believe I forgot Mess Magnets. Um, I really liked the most recent episode of Mess Magnets. Um, I was sad that not all of my votes for the mess of the year well, stuff. Well, unfortunately, through, it's a democracy, it's Mary. We don't all get our way. It's because I'm the only one in the world, apparently, who knows nothing about Vanderpump Rules, so it's fine. I, I mean, mean, except for what I've learned from Mess Magnets. It, that was a big scandal. I don't really know about Vanderpump, and it's like, I, I feel like I understand that that is like the scandal of the century. Maybe yeah. not century, but you know what I mean. I need to go back and watch the video from that podcast so I can see all the like video Yeah, stuff. there's a whole PowerPoint so I presentation. I, a, I bet it would help a lot. I probably would. I need I need visual aid, but anyway. Nice. Cool. Great. Well, thanks for doing this with me as always. Until next time. Bye. His bulging muscles. Stop. No, take that back right now. I'm a gorgeous, powerful, sexy siren at the height of my womanly powers. And may God have mercy on the boys of Riverdale High. Stop putting your hands up at me. <laughs>